How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Blind. I am your host, Chris Adams. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Podbean, however you're listening to this thing, make sure you hit the subscribe button and uh, leave us a review. Put a little comment on there. Let us have some feedback. Let me know what you think about this thing. I really appreciate you know, all the downloads, the listens, the shares, the likes. It means the world to me. And it has been an absolute record week. Um, I think we're up 25% over any other week that I've ever had. So it's been really exciting. It's been a fun one to watch. We've had uh, some really good podcasts here lately. So I'm excited to to put down another one. If you are not following along with social media, uh, with us on social media, make sure you check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, head over to the closed group, BTBN Podcast. That's all you have to type in on Facebook. It is the closed group. Um, that's where, you know, I post the most up-to-date stuff. As soon as the new episode's released, that's where it goes. So, uh, yeah, join that sucker and we'll get you on there. The uh, competition, if you guys are following along, I'm coming up with different ideas. We've announced the call makers. We've announced the head-to-head matchups. They have about two more weeks to finish up their calls they know what materials they want um or they're going to be using for the first setup i'm coming up with different ideas over on facebook to put out like maybe some little live episodes and uh, show some call makers and interviews before we get started with this thing so make sure you uh, check out our facebook and instagram and see when we're going to be going live and um kind of the different bios on call makers Anyway, for you guys today, I have another call maker and a guy that he changed the uh, the way that the duck call forums happen. I don't know. I feel like he took the duck call from the forum world to the Facebook groups world. So without any further ado, the great Mr. Scott Rowe. Scott, how are we doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Oh, it's Friday, man. I uh, I am happy to be done with the uh, 9 to 5 for the week, that is for sure. Absolutely, man. It's been a long week. Dude, it's, uh, it's always seemed like it's a long week for you. We've been trying to do this thing for a, a month or so. Uh, it's, probably, it's probably been like two, mo- two or three months, actually. Dude, it's crazy. I... Uh, and I'm one of those people that I'm like, I don't want to freaking bother people, so I don't... Like, I'll, I'll give little reminders, and I just... I know how my schedule is, so I'm always like, well, just let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll make it happen. Well, my, my schedule's crazy every day. I never know what each day is going to be like, and and so I've, I've hated that I've uh, not been on, but uh, I know you tried, and, and I've been trying, but uh, we finally got it nailed down. Well, it's a perfect time as any other, man, I would say. Absolutely. <laughs> well... Let's jump into it, man. I, I put Let's a little go. stuff into the intro about, you know, how you you formulated DCE and uh, yeah. Duck Call Exchange. And, man, I remember back in 14, 15, I don't remember when it it started, but uh, that's I think it was actually 14. Was it 14? Is that what you said? I think so. Yeah, I was trying to look back today because I knew we were going to do this podcast today. I'm, I'm looking back at, at conversations trying to figure out when it started. And I think it was 14 is when it started, so like six years ago. Dude, that's crazy. Does it feel like it's been six years? No. No, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> it feels like yesterday. Dude, I think you've done uh, a million different things since then. 
man, it feels like it for sure. <laughs> for sure. So where did the uh, the idea come from? Because I, the way I look at it, just from maybe my point of view, is you took duck calls from the forums to the Facebook, from, from forums to social media, man. That's how I look at it. Yeah, you know, I wasn't, you know, back in the day when I started DCE, I was not a social media media guy. Like, I was, I had no clue about social media. And I was Googling, you know, duck calls, because I always like duck calls. I've always had an infatuation with duck calls. And I've had, you know, several. And, and so I was Googling, you know, looking at it. And, and I, this, this thing popped up, you know, it was either duck call, what, what were those forms? The, uh, yeah, THA. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I was looking at those, and those popped up, and I was I was reading about those, and and what popped up was a human skull daisy cutter, and I was I saw that, and I'm like, so this is a thing, you know, what, you know, what's the deal here? And and I had one, you know, I had a couple of them you know, sitting in my my study, and I started reading about them, and I see people wanting them, and uh, so I, I went on there and I posted a uh, picture of my you know somewhat collection at the time and man i started getting messages like crazy and you know people hey i'll I'll take that i want it i want it and i'm like why do you want this call and there was actually a guy from mississippi who messaged me and um he he wanted the duck call the human skull that i had and i said man it's, it's not up for sale you know and you know i just i collect them and and uh he said well i'll give you $1,200 $1,200 and I'll give you an ivory, uh, you know, original daisy cutter and a, a timber, you know, timber call or something like that. I'm like, yeah, send me, send me your address, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, and that was my introduction to really to the, the call collecting world. And so I started researching it a little bit more and, you know, Facebook pops up and I didn't have a Facebook account at the time. Um, and what popped up was that call trader. You know, I, I kind of credit them with the uh, the first social media, you know, duck call uh, deal. And so I started looking at it, and I'm like, man, this is this is actually a thing. And uh, so, I, you know, I got on there and and got to know some people, and 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 saw that it was a, uh, a thing out there that you can collect duck calls, and and people wanted them, and and that's kind of where it started. And uh, as time went on, I got to know a few people on, on Duck Call Trader, and I, I realized that it was very a very competitive world. <laughs> um, you know, people that wanted a certain call competed with each other. You know, they, they wanted to get it before the next person got it. And I wasn't, I wasn't used to that, and, and so I kind of learned that. And when I started, you know, looking at, at calls and and wanted to, you know, collect certain calls, and I had calls to trade that were actually valuable. I, I realized people people didn't like that. You know, the guys in the in the world didn't really like that. And uh, so as time went on, uh, I ended up getting removed from the page because I, you know, I was getting calls that other people weren't. And uh, and that's kind of how DCE started. You know, I got removed from Dot Call Trader. And uh, I was sitting there telling my wife about it, and I'm like, what in the heck, you know? Why would somebody remove you from a, a social media page because, you know, you're getting duck calls? 
And, you know, uh, maybe I should start one on my own. And she said, yeah, yeah, you should. And so I called a few friends of mine that were, you know, in the in the duck call world and asked them about it. And they, uh, they said, yeah, you, you should do that. And, and there was a couple that said, eh, it probably won't work because other people have tried it. And so I said, no, I'm going to do it. And uh, I came up with a name and started Duck Call Exchange sitting at my kitchen table. And, uh, and that's where it started. So was uh, so you got removed because you were getting duck calls, was it? Like- I got removed because there was a guy that was, like I told you, Chris, I, I am brutally honest about things, and I may not name names, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I got removed because there was a guy that was an administrator that page that, that uh, felt I was a competitor on him getting his duck calls, his collector mm. calls. Mm. And he collected R&T, um, and I collected, you know, old, you know, butch calls. And it became a competitive thing with him, and I got removed. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's uh, interesting, because that's what the whole group's about, you know? Is, uh, that's that exactly right. That's that's half the fun, you know. You look at kids, you know. I remember being a kid and wanting different baseball cards and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Then my little brother, you know, I'm in my 30s. My little brother is still in his 20s, or hell, I guess he's 30 now. But he was into the freaking Pokemon cards, and I know I'm <laughs> old. I call it Pokemon, but uh, you know, they were always trading and. Haggling. I'm old. I can't even tell you what it's called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they were always haggling and trading, and you know. Everybody was wanting specific stuff, and that's what made it interesting to people is that that wanting of something, you know? Like, oh, dude, right. I can't believe you have this Michael Jordan or this King Griffey Jr. card. Like, you know, that's, that's right. what makes it interesting. And I, I was a baseball card collector, too, and I still have every card that I ever collected. And that's kind of what drew me to, you know, this duck call trader and, and, the, and the duck call uh, collecting world was, you know, that that excitement of finding what you want and before the social media um you know started there was really not a platform uh, for duck calls um it just you know you had the the internet stuff but there was just not a huge platform where you could network and find these old calls that you really wanted to have now, back on the Duck Call Trader days, were call makers on there like they were on DCE in 2014? So, the Duck Call Trader, I don't think there were Duck Call makers on there. And when I started DCE, I actually went on the first night that I started, came up with a name and, and, and started the, the group. Um, I asked people, I invited a bunch of people uh, to join the, the group, and I asked them, what rules do y'all want? because I'm not making the rules. You make the rules, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And the first thing that they said, a lot of people said, was we don't want call makers on here. We just want this to be a place where you can you know, buy, buy, sell, and trade duck calls. Um, they did not want you know, it to be a marketing place. They did not want uh, duck call makers on there. And so I said, hey, if that's what y'all want, that's what we'll do. Um, I did not make the rules of that page. Um, from the beginning I did not do that well and see what I found so interesting in it like I wasn't on Duck Call Trader as much man I didn't know anything about custom calls until DCE in 2000 you know that 13, 14 whenever it happened 
you know, I was right. still blowing freaking, you know, uh, I had an Echo, I had a Meat Hanger, I had some Buck Gardeners, you know, like I was just blowing whatever I could buy at the freaking Bass Pro Shop, and uh, right. I didn't know anything about custom calls, and then I, you know, I started checking out DCE, and I would see really cool calls from, you know, different call makers that, you know, I had no idea, and then you would see them interacting on some right. of the different posts and commenting back and forth, and I was like, oh, holy cow, man, the guy who's making this call is actually on He's his He's talking phone. to you. Yeah, it was super... Absolutely. It was super cool in a very, and you know, now it seems like second nature, but... That, 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 was, that was where the sponsorship started. Like, you saying that, that's exactly where the sponsorship started. Like, you know, duck call makers could actually get on there. They couldn't pace their calls because that's the rules that the members set, but they could interact. Um, and, and that that became the platform for the sponsorship. And there was, you know, back in, in my day, I knew Butch, I knew John, uh, I knew Rick, um, and I'd heard of, uh, you know, Mr. Starks. That was, that was the extent of really, you know, I was an Arkansas guy, and I wanted Arkansas calls. And, and that's, that's the extent of my knowledge when Duck College Team started. You know, that's the guys that I knew. And when once Duck Call Exchange got going and these call makers started interacting, I found out about John Kep. I found out about Mike Stelzner, Greg Brinkley. And I found out about these guys. And I had no idea who they were. And, and I'm glad that, that it happened because I, there's there's so many good call makers out there. And, and matter of fact, you know, you know, you've had Josh on here several times. Um, that's how I met Raggio. You know, and, and he's, he's one of my closest friends. And, and if it hadn't been for Duck Call Exchange, I wouldn't know all these guys. Um, you know, Dustin Jones out of Oklahoma. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know these people. Um, and so that was a great thing that happened because of Duck Call Exchange. Yeah, and it was almost like, you know, as soon as that spark hit, like there was a bunch of kindling, you know, waiting. And Duck Call Exchange, <laughs> it seems like it was – you know the match that struck everything because now you know like we were saying it's kind of commonplace for everybody to interact with call makers but that was brand new back then and that it was new. super cool in it you went i don't know you guys have almost thirty thousand users now and there was 15 to twenty thousand in that first year right yeah there was a lot it was it was an interesting deal very interesting um it gave call makers an actual platform you know it gave them a, a place to advertise and, and talk about what they do and show what they do. And at the end of the day, at that point, there was nothing to, for them to, to show their work. Yeah. yeah there really wasn't. Everybody was still trying to figure out the Facebook pages, and groups was fairly new back then, man. That was, like, one of the yeah. first groups I remember being a part of. And then um, pages were a thing. <laughs> Like, I had just started to dabble into uh, the pages because we had our, our show. And, you know, it, it was just a new thing. They didn't interact like they were now. There was no Facebook Lives or anything like that. It was, you know, right. you post a picture and you have to go to somebody's page to see anything. And they sure. might or might not interact with it. So it, it was, man. It was like this community that you built. And uh, it kind of built, you know, itself once that match got lit. Right. Yeah, it was definitely a community, and you know, I had, I had administrators that helped me with the page. You know, once it grew to a certain point, um, I couldn't handle it by myself, and I had—I I think I had 
five or six guys that helped me run the page. And But at the end of the day, I was the face of the page. And so anything that those guys did behind the scenes, it fell on me. Um, and good and bad, you know, they helped me. But but when they did something, you know, my, my best friend, Jeff Brackman, <laughs> man, he is just the most honest guy you'll ever meet. And he's, he's going to tell you like it is. And, you know, he, he'd go on there and he'd see people breaking the rules and he didn't play around. He just, he just removed it from the page. <laughs> and or he, he just boot them, ban them, you know, and, and I'd get a message. I'd be in where, I'd be in the operating room and I'd get a, a message on my phone. Like, what in the world here? And I'd get a message and it's like, hey, why'd you boot me from the page? I'm like, dude, I've never heard your name before. <laughs> like, I didn't boot you from anything. And, and they'd start telling me and I'd go to my, we had an administrative chat group uh, on Facebook and I'd, hey, one of you guys removed this guy from the page. Tank comes on there. I call him Tank because he's a big, big old guy. And I was like, Tank, did you remove this guy? Yeah, I did. And I'm like, man, you gotta, you gotta tell him because I'm, 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 I'm sitting here answering all the questions because of what you did. And, but you know, I was the face of the page, and you know, good or bad, you know, it is what it is. And I tried to be fair with everybody, and you know, and there was a lot of folks that. The, you know, call makers that I'd never heard of that got upset because I wouldn't let them post calls, you know, for selling there. But heck, at the time, we didn't let anybody, you know, post any calls. It was just, you know, buy, sell, and trade. That's it. Well, and so, that's, you know, part of it with it, with groups being so new and call makers and just businesses in general, seeing the value in groups. And it's still that way to this day, you know, groups, you right. can get such big insight for such uh you know free you can just share it into a group so if you just allow it to be the wild west you know it can become one giant billboard full of freaking ev- you know everybody sure. and it takes away from the user you know the user experience the guys who are trying to collect if one guy is posting 10 calls a day on there you know it just right. it gums up the works and, you know, and behind the scenes, we had that conversation as, as administrators of the page. You know, we were kind of trying to make the rules and let, let the, the members make the rules. You know, you know, the members said, you know, we don't want a bunch of call makers posting here every day. And behind the scenes, when we were talking about it, it just what you said, you know, if, if you let everybody go on there, it's just going to be like any other group. Um, and so we wanted it originally to be just a collectors group you know to buy sell and trade duck calls um but you know as time went on you know there's so much pressure from call makers because they see that it's a popular group um at the time uh it was a popular group and they wanted to be a part of it and i wanted them to be a part of it um i wanted them to be able to you know do what they do and, and show their work because you know they they needed that platform and at the end of the day, I, I, I'm a you know I'm, I'm on the duck call maker side. You know I want them to have that platform, um, but the members made the rules, and I had to stick by it. And so we did. And later on down the road, we we went back to the members and said, hey, you know we're looking at maybe doing you know a sponsorship and letting call makers post on our page and. You know, people were on board with it, but they, they, you know, were saying, we don't want, you know, 100 call makers or 50 call makers a day posting calls. It needs to be exclusive. 
And so that's kind of how the sponsorship got going. And, and, you know, my wheel started turning on how do we do this? And, and we started doing the sponsorship and I've reached out to, I mean, I think it was six to eight guys, um, about being a sponsor and, uh, and that we, we got it going and they were on board with it. Some of them, some of them weren't at first. Um, they were, uh, they didn't think it would work. Um, but I told him, I was like, if you don't think it's going to work and benefit your business, then, then please don't do it. You know, don't do this. Um, but if you think it'll benefit you, absolutely get on and go. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I was talking to Josh. Um, I don't remember if it was in our podcast or if it was just in a phone call <laughs> that we had afterwards. <laughs> Um, we were talking about how, you know, his call company and when he really became known was right in right. that DCE explosion. And he, you know, he was like 100%. It helped grow, you know. It was just the right time, and uh, it ended up being very beneficial. And I remember as a uh, as a fan, you know, it was Sundays, right? Sunday mornings would come around. And Sundays, yeah. Yeah, dude, I remember getting excited about seeing what somebody put out because it was that that taste of the custom world that people yep. weren't seeing and it was super cool man it was it was great man i mean I, I remember the anticipation and seeing the post on sundays there were guys going on on dce and, and like hey when are y'all gonna post when are you gonna post and and i heck i didn't know when they were gonna post and and i'm, I'm waiting myself just just to see but the anticipation that these members had and it was just incredible it was incredible and and a lot of guys that didn't know about these other call makers you know other than the mainstream guys you know and to be honest you know raggio wasn't a mainstream guy at the time you know he is now you know he's synonymous with with gut calls but at the time he wasn't and you know there's a lot of other guys that were sponsors that weren't either um but they became known because of those sundays absolutely because of those Sundays and they would you know whatever they posted if it, if they posted two calls they sold if they posted ten calls they sold um, and I remember getting messages from from those call makers saying man this is unbelievable I never knew that it would be this big and I'm getting messages outside of you know what I post on Sundays I'm getting messages you know private messages wanting duck calls and they were very grateful um, and I was grateful for them to be part of it for sure. Yeah, it was like I remember, man. You would see uh, one one guy out of the six posts, and you're like, "All right," and then you're like, "Oh, dude, Josh hasn't posted his new one up today," you know, or you know, the Echo Shop hasn't posted their custom up today. Like it was a it was a waiting game. Yep. It uh, it built anticipation, and it was very very unique. And uh, man, that I've seen it copied so many times on different platforms mm-hmm. that it uh it was a really special thing it just happened to be that right place right time thing man it was and, and you know and, and to give duck call trader their due you know when they started duck call trader it was the right place right time for them oh yeah um absolutely and you know at the time the sponsorship started it was the right place and right time for that and you know everybody knows echo everybody knows echo and when I when I reached out, I actually reached out to Matt Dunn and asked him if he you know wanted to be part of it and, and put calls on there. Him and Shane, and you know they jumped on it and um, and honestly, I think it helped even somebody like Echo. Um, you know, if you think back to when that 
all and on the custom calls that they were making at the time. Um, man, people were all over those calls. Um, it was it was crazy. You know, it, the small guy, the big guy, they all benefited from it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely remember it. Dude, I can think of some of those calls, you know, off the top of my head, and it's six years later. It, uh, yeah. it was a very cool thing, and, you know, it did build a lot of business. Now, what was the, the, the crew, you know, there's been so many different rumors about what was the sponsorship. Lots, yeah. So, so the sponsorship started out, really, the sponsorship started out when I talked to the, the, the original sponsors, I said, hey, you know, this is what we're looking at doing. If you're interested, I'd love to have you. You know, and the original, you know, what I asked for, I said, make a duck call for my other administrators of Duck Call Exchange. Don't make one for me. Make one for my administrators. I don't want anything. Make something for them, and we'll be, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. And there was a call maker in particular that said, hey, I don't, I don't see the benefit of making three or four duck calls for your administrators, I don't think it's going to be worthwhile. And I said, hey, man, I, I respect your opinion. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. Um, you know, you don't have to do this. And, uh, and the other guys were all, hey, yeah, that's fine. And so that's what I asked for. I asked for a duck call for my administrators. And they all got a duck call, and some of the call makers made me a duck call. Um, and we went through the sponsorship. I think the first time it was six months no it was 12 months actually yeah i think you had the whole um, year yeah we did a we did a, a 12 month deal and then when that 12 months was over we decided to do six months um and i invited a couple i think maybe two or three more guys and uh and i said hey instead of making a duck call do y'all just want to play pay a, a fee you know, because we are spending a ton of time on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the fee that I asked for, everybody's like, that's cheaper than a duck call. Yeah, that's fine. We'll do that. And so that's what we did the next time. And I think we ended up doing maybe four sponsorships. And what people don't understand is, is when this sponsorship was going on, I am answering probably hundred questions a day on you know on Facebook I'm getting text messages I'm getting phone calls I'm getting you know Facebook messages I'm getting all this and I'm like man I can't you know I've got a full-time job <laughs> I can't I can't keep doing you know spending this much time on it and without you know getting some compensation and so what I did is I started watching Sundays and Every sponsor that posted a duck call on Sundays, I watched what they post, what the, the price was, and what they you know what they sold it for, and I kept track of that for an entire you know sponsorship term. Yeah, and there were guys that you know might sell ten calls a day, and there were guys that sold like Tobin Copeland. Uh, you know, he might sell two or three calls a day, and, and Raggio might sell one or two calls. And I'm like, you know, it's not fair for them. To kind of pay the same price that the guy that's selling you know 10 calls a day it's not really fair so i, I wanted to pay attention to that so i, I watched it for the entire sponsorship and, and kept track of it and and uh you know made sure i, I you know i put it in the the uh the, the google document or whatever you call it and, and tracked it and at the end of that sponsorship you know i said hey 
sponsor, you know, one, sponsor two, three, four. This is what you sold on Sundays for the entire sponsorship. This is what you sold it for. Um, and this is what, you know, you should have made off of just Sundays, not, not what you made outside of Sundays because of the exposure. Um, so what I think is fair is let's just do a percentage. I mean, I think it was either five or 10%. I said, you know, you know, if you want to be a sponsor, you just, you know, pay a five to 10% fee. Um, you know, it's fair for this guy that, that may sell $500 worth of calls on Sunday and this guy sells, you know, 2000 It's better to do a percentage. Let's just be fair about this. Well, some of the guys that were selling a bunch of calls on Sundays didn't really care for that. And that's where the drama started. And you know, um, what you were doing is not an uncommon practice. That is the, you know from anything when we did our show we had a very very large company sponsor us they outfitted us with eight duck calls and eight goose calls a person and then they wrote me a check for a pretty decent amount of money to use their calls on the show and they were i don't know what the the result of it was but that's that's marketing if you want to get on on heartland it's benefiting two people right yeah exactly if you're spending the time doing work for them then, you know, you should be, you know, compensated for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way that the world works. Be mad at, sure. you know, the industry. People have been doing advertising for freaking ever. That's the way that the world works. That's it. And That's you, it. it's not like you didn't, it's not like you were misrepresenting anything. You said that, hey, man, you know, this is the second year that we're doing advertising. You guys who were in it last year know how it works. You know, right. it's, uh, I don't know, man, it... I can't, I can't understand how people get upset with that when you know what you're getting into. Well, they were used to getting something for really, you know, nothing at that point. And when I was looking for something to, to compensate me and, and the guys that were working hours a day for them, um, it, it became real for them, I think. Um, and like I said, I, I wasn't asking for anything, you know, crazy. I was just asking for something that, you know, compensated my, my for me, I, it was seven or eight hours a day. I mean, I was, I was working on this all the time. Um, and I just, you know, if, what I, what I told them, if I'm going to keep doing this, if I'm going to keep doing the sponsorship, I've got to make it somewhat worth my while. You know, I've got, I've got three daughters. I've got a wife. I've got a full time job. If, if I'm going to keep doing this, I've got to, I've got to, you know, have you something that's some good that, in the game, man. I've got to have something. I've got to have something. And at that point, um, that's when really things started going bad. And there were two in particular sponsors. Um, oh, I won't name names. No, you don't have to. I don't want to get you. I don't want to get any kind no. of litigation or anything. <laughs> no, no, there's no none of that. But as much as I want to, I won't do it. But, you know, there were two in particular that they knew that social media was their platform. Um, and before the call exchange and the sponsorship, they did not have a platform. They were selling, well, one in particular told me he sold 10 to 15 calls a year. Um, and, and when I called him and told him about 
social media and, and what I was doing, you know, he he really didn't have a grasp. But once the first sponsorship happened, he he got a grasp. And once I said, if I can't get something for this and for the hours that I spend in my day doing this, I, I can't keep doing it. Um, they really became different people. Um, I remember it, I was at the gym one day and I'm sitting there working out and I get a phone call for this from this guy and I sat, I sat in the corner of the gym on a bench talking to him for probably an hour and a half and there was, there was uh, raised voices and there was calm voices and, and at the end of the day he, you know, he said I understand and I'm sorry for you know, being rude to you and, and saying the bad things I said in our, our group you know, sponsored chat. And then he went right back and, and did the same thing an hour later. Oh. And and that just, it, it honestly, it really hardened my heart to the duck call world. Like, I held duck calls and the duck call hunting world to a higher standard than every other hunting industry out there. To me, when I grew up, it was, it was your, your higher class folks that, that had duck calls and duck hunting. And it really, it really put a bitter taste in my mouth of, of the duck call world and how bad it could actually be. And there's some great, great guys out here that, that collect and, and make duck calls, but there's some guys that just, they're in it for themselves. And, you know, they, they don't care about you. It's just what have you done for them lately? Dude, and that's the the really unfortunate part of it is people just do not get the amount of time that goes into stuff like that. Like, even just doing this stuff. Like, right now, you know, we've been going for 30 minutes. I have you scheduled for about an hour and a half, you know, depending on what, what your time looks like. But uh, that's an hour and a half of the day. I was at the gym, and I was trying to research. I talked to Josh for an hour. I talked to, to Mig for a little bit about it. You know, it's like, there's time that goes that people never even see. They listen to their hour and a half, and that's all they see. They don't see the posting, the answering questions, the feedback, the following up with that's different right. customers. And it's, it is a non-stop job. My phone goes, when I go to bed at night, I flip the face of my phone upside down and turn it on yep. silent because that light will just keep going off. And it drives the girlfriend. Ding, ding, ding. Dude, I, I can sleep through a freight train. I was in the Navy, but the girlfriend, she's like, you have to stop that because it drives me insane. But uh, people do not see that behind the scenes and how much work. And you were talking they don't. about it. You were talking and, about and it. If, like, um, if I'm going to do sorry. anything, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do it like full throttle. I've heard you say you got an addictive personality. I heard you say it on, on another podcast. Like twelve. I'm the same way. <laughs> I have got an addictive personality, and once I jump in, I'm there. And you know, I, I take after my mom and my dad. My mom's full throttle. My dad is laid back, but when my dad does something, he's he's going to research it. He's going to learn everything about it. And he's going to do it just right. And that's what I was trying to do. You know, I'm trying to be fair to everybody. And. It was like as much as you tried to be fair, you couldn't win. Yeah, you just could not win with it. And and man, honest, Chris, like I I deleted my Facebook account because it got to the point where I was getting so much backlash just for doing what I was doing and creating a platform 
I got backlash from guys that weren't sponsors. You know, they're 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 sending me messages and, and, and texts and calling me saying, "Why didn't you ask me?" Well, man, I I've never heard your name until today. You know, <laughs> how was I supposed to find out about you and ask you to be a sponsor? You know, I, I don't. What do you want me to do? Um, it, it, it's just it's so much. I mean, I got I got that, and I got. There was a guy, I can't, he was from Louisiana, I can't remember his name. I wouldn't say it if I, I could remember it. But I remember him going on another page, not Trader, but uh, another one, and saying that, you know, Scott Rowe steals that like, I remember this. What? And I, I, I wasn't on the page because I wasn't allowed on the page. But I, I get text messages and, and screenshots from, you know, hundreds of people showing me this stuff and my phone's blowing up and I'm like he's saying I, I steal duck holes what is he talking about and they, they keep sending me pictures of the thread and he's like you know Scott Rose steals duck holes you know he, that's why he's got the collection he has but what do you think I'm doing do you think I'm like going you know driving to Arkansas and Mississippi and Missouri and in Tennessee and like breaking in people's houses or do you think I'm breaking in Cabela's I mean, what, what in the world are you talking about oh, right but it was just it was just fabrication, and and it, what they were trying to do was jump on that that next bandwagon. You know, they were jumping on the DCE bandwagon when the sponsorship started. Now this other page starts, and they're jumping on that bandwagon, and it's it's just it's just crazy. It was it was nuts, and and that I got to the point where it really I like to say that you know people can talk about me and. And it doesn't affect me, but at the end of the day, it really does. You know, I mean, I, I my dad told me a long time ago when I was a kid, you got one reputation, and if you damage that reputation, you're done. And that's always stuck with you. Man, always. I, I and agree. That, it, it's just, it, that's that's the truth. And, and if my dad told me something, I believe it. You know, and when all that stuff was going on, that's the only thing that kept replaying in my mind is, you know, I'm, I'm damaging my reputation by not doing anything. I'm damaging my reputation by trying to help people. And, and I finally got to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. You know, it's affecting my day. Um, it affects me personally. It affects me and my, my family. And I, I deleted my Facebook. I got, I got done with it. I'm done. Dude, I, I totally get it. I mean, um, you know, I, I did that live streaming thing through 17, and uh, I caught hell at the end of 17. And by early 2018, it was pretty much Meredith and uh, James Staten keeping it alive, man, because I was I didn't want anything to do with it. I was getting drugged through the mud. And, uh, you know, it hurts you on a personal level because – you know sure. you know the amount of time that you put into it and the passion and thought and the, it was a you know you're doing it for free for the majority of the time i don't care yeah. if you got a thousand dollars a month from freaking dce i don't care on a personal level if you got a thousand dollars a month from it. it's still not as much as you're making at your full-time job that now you're no. putting as much time into this thing and you're answering questions oh. yeah you're answering questions at your real job about this thing that you're doing on Facebook, providing a platform for somebody else, so it hurts you on a personal level, man. It really does, and you know, you you, you want to say that it doesn't, but it really does. Um, it, it it affects you personally, you know. It, and if it doesn't, then you probably aren't right. 
I mean, it, it should affect you personally. If you're not worried about your, you know, your reputation, um, man, you, you need to reevaluate yourself. And it's a, it's a dangerous, dangerous trap. For the most part, I remember you staying out of it. And, uh, that, I did. That's well, well, Chris, let me stop you right there. I, I didn't stay out of it for a while. Like, I, my initial reaction was to go defend myself. Of course. And, I mean, that's what you want to do. You want to go and tell people, you know, that's not true. You know, you know what are you talking about? But... I think I, I honestly think it was Raggio that came and told me he's like, dude, just stay out of it. You know, if you stay out of it, the people that really know you and the people that support you, they'll they'll come to your defense. And that was when I I, I deleted my Facebook. And um, when I deleted my Facebook, I started getting you know screenshots from folks, and they were they were showing me you know posts people defending me. And when I didn't defend myself, that was the best thing I could have ever done. Absolutely. It, it definitely is like the high road. I was totally going to say that, that it was that Josh mentality. Because we've had a, a pretty in-depth conversation, I think it was off the podcast, about just ignoring it. You know, paying attention, but not responding. Because I'm the same way, man. If somebody starts saying something that's not true, I want to jump in and be like, that is 100% not what happened. But, uh, but when you do that, what happens? It, it just makes it look worse. And Oh, it's, it's, throwing, it's throwing diesel on that flame. Man. Yeah, yeah, and then it's the mob mentality. I've said it in other podcasts, and I 100% think it's true. I can't remember what movie it's off of, but it is uh, a person is smart. People are stupid. People act irrationally and emotionally, but an individual is smart. That's right. So, you know, when that, right. that fire gets going and everybody's like, hate this guy right here, the whole mob just jumps on him. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of guys that, you know, jumped on, on me for the duck call exchange stuff, and especially when I started making duck calls. Uh, but then right about the same time, you know, Raggio, Raggio and I started getting to know each other. Uh, we started talking. And when I brought him on as a sponsor, he got he got the same backlash that I got. It's kind of strange, you know. We we kind of got the same crowd that that, that kind of you know hated on us. It's a it's a weird deal, but we uh, we all, we both have made it through. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it uh, it's it. There's no way to describe it because it was just this thing. You know, and nobody knew that what clearly happened. It was rumors, and then a one-sided story for the most part. So, let me clue you in on that too. Yeah. Man. <laughs> so, you know, it was right at the end of this when the sponsorship. I finally just said, you know what, we're not going to do it anymore. It's over. And the two guys that 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 was their platform um, didn't care for that. Uh, one in particular went to a guy, and I, I don't like naming names, but I will name names on this situation. Uh, but Steve Carter started calling nuts, and um, this guy, this call maker, went to him and told him just some crazy stuff. Like I was, I think he told him I was going to charge ten thousand dollars for a sponsorship or something of that nature. And I started getting messages about it, and, and, and we're, we're talking about it. And, and so I had no idea what Call Nuts was. 
I had no idea what that page was. Um, I was I was busy dealing with you know duck call exchange, and my best friend you know Jeff Ratman Tank he uh, he sends me a uh, message and he's like man you know have you seen this page and I said no never heard of it and I'm you know, I told him I ain't got time to deal with you know another page I'm dealing with ours and um, well Steve had seen you know our, our sponsorship and. And this call maker went to him and, and told him that we were doing something, you know, just crazy that wasn't true. And so he starts this other page and starts saying all this stuff about me and talking about me. And, you know, creating all these, these fabrications about what I was doing. And so Tank saw it. And so, you know, he just deleted those guys off of our page. And so when I started getting, you know, some, some messages about, you know, people getting upset about it, um, I talked to Tank, and he said, yeah, man, you know, I, I deleted him off the page. He was talking about you uh, and making up lies about what you were doing on Duck College Change. And, and so I, I didn't feel like he needed to be part of our group. <laughs> I was like, man, Tank, you know, you don't get the repercussions from that. I do. Because uh, it looks 100% like, like Scott Rowe deleted him off the group. That's exactly what it looked like. It, you know, it wasn't Tank, you know, Jeff Ragman that deleted him off. It was Scott Rowe. And I had no idea. I didn't even know Steve Carter. I had no idea who he was. I'd never heard his name one day in my life at that point. And, and so I contact Steve, and, you know, I'm talking to him, and he starts saying all this stuff, and he's like, you know, you're you're not going to be part of our group if you if you won't let him you know be part of your group. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I, I don't have any idea what you're saying. And uh, so he, he you know he booted me off and, and he put it on his uh, pin post that zero calls weren't allowed, and this that and the other. And so I called I called my my buddy and and, and talked to Tank and we were talking about it and I said, you know, it. it created a lot of drama for me you know because of what you did but you know if somebody's going to talk about you and, and are you going to invite them in your house to eat dinner of course not you know if they're going if they're going to talk bad about you personally you're not going to invite them in your house so i understand what you did i just wish you explained it to them before and so that's really where all the drama started and so as time goes on you know i i I sent messages uh, to Steve Carter. Uh, I sent him messages, you know, on Facebook, private messages, and said, you know, let's work this out. Let's talk about it. Let's be adults about it. You know, we're we're all in it for the same thing. You know, it's about duck calls. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. Let's just let's just get it out there and be done with it. And um, he's like, oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm open to that. Is what he said. I said, well, hey man, here's my phone number. Please call me, you know, send me your phone number. I'll call you. Let's be adults and you know, let's just get over this. You know, I'm, I'm tired of it. You know, let's just, let's just be done. And he never called me. Um, and I sent him messages, you know, trying to get him to call me and he didn't want to do it. And I think there was a reason for that. Uh, because he, you know, he would have had to own up to what he did. Um, and for me, if I got a problem with somebody, I'm going to talk to you. If somebody has a problem with me, I want you to talk to me. Um, and he's just not that guy. Um, I, I wanted to work it out because we're in it for the same thing. 
you know, it's just about duck calls and duck call collecting. Now, when all of that stuff happened, you said that, uh, okay, so you didn't know Steve personally. He wasn't an admin or anything like that. And... Uh, no, I, I never heard his name. Okay. so I didn't know who he was. Were, you said a bunch of people were feeding him lies. Was that kind of... Yeah, you guys didn't know each other. Was... There, were, there, were two, there were two call makers that were sponsors that were, you know, when I decided to end the sponsorship, they, uh, they went to him and... And basically said a bunch of stuff that that wasn't true because they were upset that I wasn't going to do the sponsorship anymore. So they were they were feeding him information, and was he like, "Yes, I don't remember one hundred percent what happened that whole time frame. I had way too much. <laughs> you know, we talked about too many irons in the fire." So, uh, was he relaying that information, or because you know, like, say I have a couple of my my good buddies or something like that, and. Uh, they come up and they're like, "Oh, you don't want to mess with that guy. He's a freaking dirtbag." You know, naturally, I'm gonna be like, "Well, he's a dirtbag." Is that kind of what happened, or was it just, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was more of I ended the sponsorship and I told him I wasn't gonna do it anymore. It was too much of a hassle. Um, it was too much work, too many hours of the day, and. I guess that Steve may have been a part of DCE at the time, and he saw the sponsorship. It may, may have been friends with him or something, I, I guess. Um, and they went to him and, and told him that you know I was going to charge him <laughs> an astronomical amount of money to be a sponsor. And when they said they weren't going to do it, I just ended the sponsorship. Um, to be honest, Chris, like I don't know everything that went on. I don't know everything that was said, um, and that bothers me, you know. But I don't know. I just know that part happened. I know that that I got a, a message from Steve Carter that said that I was going to charge nine or ten thousand dollars a sponsor, um, and that wasn't right. I shouldn't make money off the of call makers, but you cannot tell me that there aren't other groups now and other pages, including call nuts that make money off of, off of call makers. It's you, you can't tell me that. Well, I can say on a, a personal level that, you know, hell, man, I've sold a hell of a lot of calls on call nuts. You know, that sure. there's a lot of call makers that have benefited from groups. So that is 100%. And then, you know, maybe not directly as like a sponsorship thing. But, you know, I, I don't want to say that somebody's doing something that they're not. But, you know, there's some, some screen printing businesses and decal businesses that I know sure. of. And different waffle sites and stuff like that. I don't know what kind of monetary compensation is pulled from that, but, uh, you know, I can't imagine donating 100% of your time when it's just like, you know, you with DCE. You were putting an insane amount of time. I know Steve put an insane amount of time. So even if he did ask for monetary compensation, I'm not saying he That's did. That's fine. Yeah, I have no problem well, with don't that. Don't ask me for it. Yeah, I have no problem with it because it's helped me personally. So sure. I would have no problem with it, man. That's uh No, not at all. It's it's not America. Free market capitalism. <laughs> well, you know, right after uh Duck Call Exchange, you know, when I've got some of the repercussions from, you know, trying to get some compensation for our, our time, the waffle pages started. And there was a guy in particular that started a waffle page that I remember, you know, saying bad things about me, trying to make, you know, some compensation off of my time. And he started a waffle page. I'm like, 
Well, what are you doing? <laughs> You're making money off of it too. Well, you know, and I can but it was tell just, you. I can tell you that waffle stuff is a slippery, slippery slope. I don't know. 100%. I know that I held a little giveaway raffle when we had uh, our second season of TV. We we got a big roll of tickets, and we were giving away tickets with people's names on them to win a free hunt, some hats, stickers, that kind of type of stuff. And uh, this dude won a free hunt. And I put one of my buddies on the show on it. You know, we're dividing up the work. Hey, man, I'll deliver this. You deliver that. That kind of thing. And right. he ended up forgetting about it. Messaged the dude. Tried to get his information. Dude didn't respond immediately. My buddy forgets about it. I get a letter at my house from a lawyer that this dude is going to sue me because of false representation and running an illegal lottery in the state of Missouri. I was like... Are you out of your fucking mind? I so I go and see my lawyer, and he was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't pay any attention to that. That is the biggest crock of shit." He's like, "You can give him a free hunt. Make sure you send it USPS. You know, verified signature required that he won his stuff." He's like, "If he wants to pursue it, we'll laugh his ass out of court." He's like, "Number one." He was asking for like fifty thousand dollars. He's like, I, number one, I know you don't have fifty thousand dollars to pay him out, so <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it, dude. You're good to go. But that waffle stuff is a slippery, slippery slope. Being online, I think there's some legal things that you can loopholes you can jump through. But man, it yeah. is. I advise against it for the most part. Running a page like that is just you're just waiting to get yeah. in trouble. I think there's a lot of guys that did it. Um, but you know, it's funny you say about the the lawyer and, and attorneys and all that stuff. I, I used to get messages all the time on Duck Call Exchange about you know somebody you know doing a trade with someone or selling a call to someone or buying a call from someone and they send them the money or send them the call and not get their call. And they didn't they didn't contact an attorney. They didn't contact you know the postal service. They contacted me. <laughs> you know, and so you know I'm. I'm like contacting this other guy and I'm spending hours trying try to help this person out that I've never met because they were stupid enough to send, you know, money, you know, on PayPal. Friends and family. Friends and family. That's right. <laughs> Friends and family. Hashtag. That's right. And, and I'm like, come on, man. I mean, but yeah, I'm going to help you. And literally I would spend time doing that and for some reason, you know, most most of the times I could contact this person that was obviously a not a, a upstanding person, and I would contact them and they would they would make it right. Gotta go, gotta spent, go break some thumbs, man. <laughs> man, I, I spent hours hours doing that, and that's the other thing that people don't understand that went on behind the scenes. Um, I'm telling you, it was. It was 50 to 100 messages between text Ugh. and Facebook every day. Every day. Well, and that and was always my favorite was, you said, you know, you knew R&T, you knew Echo, you knew a couple of the right. Arkansas guys. Every single day, 10 times a day, probably a lot more than that, but I remember seeing, Scott Rowe, how much is this worth? Like, hold That's on. Right. Let me pull out my little baseball, my duck called Beckett. <laughs> Let me pull out my Beckett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dear Lord, man. And that's, you know, another thing that people don't think about. Like, 
I don't have time to be your, <laughs> you know, your Becky. I'm doing it out of the goodness of my heart, and I would like to get some compensation to make it worth my time because it's right. not otherwise. Right. Well, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of uh, guys that I couldn't, you know, name names now. I don't remember who they were, but some of them you would know. Um, that would send me, you know, they'd send me a message and say, hey, will you make a sound file? Will you post a video on Duck Call Exchange in my Duck Call? And I'm like, well, let me just be honest with you. If you send me a Duck Call, I'm going to make a sound file and I'm going to send it to you first. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. If it's, if it's a POS, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to tell you why and how maybe to fix it. But... I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, but there was a lot of guys that sent me, you know, duck calls that wanted me to put, put a post on DCE of me blowing their calls. And there were some very now mainstream guys that asked me to do that, and I did. Um, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but or anything by any means. But you know that that was a platform for them, and it it, it made them known. And, you know, they, there's some of those guys that, that, that did that that don't appreciate it anymore. Well, and that's just another thing that is, it is a platform, man. It, it helps it out everybody. Why not send it to a great caller? But if you wanted, if you wanted a, uh, you built a car or something, you know, you would send it mm-hmm. to a tester. You would pay a fee to pay that, you know, to get that kind of feedback. And, uh, sure. you know, it's just people... People that are jumping on the uh, the let's hate this one person, a lot of times they just don't understand everything that's going on. How don't. could you possibly, man? Right. Yeah. And it, it, you say, you know, it's, it's only a few. I mean, it sounds like a bunch. You know, the squeaky wheel, right? Oh, yeah. um, but it's really not a whole lot. And there's, there's so many great guys, you know, in this industry. So many great guys that collect. Uh, you know, some of my best friends have come out of this world, um, but there are a few that aren't the, aren't the best guys. Yeah, it it happens with every industry, man. Sure. It's, uh, you know, it even on the call nuts side of thing. I know that you're not on there. Uh, I know there there was a lot of rumors of a fake Scott Rowe profile hanging out on call nuts. Was that ever true? That's honestly that's the first I've ever heard of it. Really. I've, I've never heard of it. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm not on there, so I, I wouldn't know. That's, this, this honestly, that's the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, this was years ago. Like I said, for the most part, man, I see freaking zero calls on call nuts from time to time, and nobody, there's no big backlash. I think a lot of it's died down. This podcast might fire up a lot of it again, but uh, hopefully uh, not. Honestly, I hope so. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't fire up too much. In a good uh, way. Too much heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- kind of just a... Man, a bury the hatchet type thing because, you know, like you said, you yep. reached out and uh, there was no response. But I guess that's a positive versus a negative response. Does that make sure. sense? Sure. Yeah, it does. It does. But yeah, going back to what you just said, I didn't know that that was a thing. That I had a fake profile. Man, I'm, I I might be misremembering it, but I, I'm pretty sure that was a thing for a while. And some of the really old call notes guys might know, but that... I uh, I don't have time to keep up with my own profile. <laughs> so just to clear, clear the air, I don't, I don't want to have a fake profile. and never have. Um, <laughs> but no, I've, I've never heard that. 
There's some, that's interesting. Some CIA infiltration. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, brother. Well, I remember it was right around that time, too. You were coming out with your own calls, and I remember there were a lot of freaking accusations of tone board stealing. Scott Rose only asking for all these call makers tone board so he can copy and pick his best one. And as a call maker... And a bunch of different guys who are listening to this thing that are call makers, that is the most laughable thing I could think of. It, it's nuts, man. Uh, you know, the mistake that I made, I made a duck call. I can't remember what year it was. I made my, my own call. Um, I, I, I didn't even have a jig at the time. Um, made a call, um, and I, I wanted to make one call. I hunted with a old-style daisy cutter and a Echo Timber. And I wanted to make one call that would replace those two. I wanted to have one call in my lane. And I set out to do that. And I met a guy that, you know, knew his way around a lathe. And so he's, he kind of taught me some things about the lathe. And and uh, I ended up making a call many, many years ago. And I made one and that was it. And the mistake that I made, you know, if I could go back in time, I would I would change it. When I when I decided to start making calls and selling calls, um, I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a CNC run just to fund my equipment. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna fund my lathe, I'm gonna fund my drill press and bandsaw and all that, and I'm gonna sell some some CNC calls. And so I sent that first call off to a guy that does CNC stuff and, and he, he you know he made me a call and, and they started selling and, and sold you know pretty good um, but I would never in a million years go back and do CNC like I just I would not do that um, and so as time went on uh, I ended up getting a jig made off of my original call the very first call I ever made and that is the only jig I have, and that's the only jig I use to this day. Yeah, I remember those CNC calls, man. And that, you know, you'll see those come up every now and then. We were talking a little bit before this of how I've envied your calls for a long time. And every time I see one pop up, it's always a CNC one. And I was like, no, nah, I want one that Scott made <laughs> himself, you know. it. It's just that yeah. CNC versus uh, that handmade thing. And as a call maker, you know, I obviously... Oh, I that's, get it. That's definitely something that call makers want. But, yeah, it, I think... I don't know where it comes from. It seems like uh, there was a trend maybe in the mid, you know, mid-aughts. I guess that's what you call the 2000, the aughts, double aught. <laughs> but, uh, Something like that. You know, until the teens, it was every single person... That it was like they popped up with a call with their name on it, and it was a CNC run. And you know, we've talked about a few different guys that had that type of thing. And right. uh, you know, I think that maybe that's where the immediate hate came from, where the rumors came from of all the other stuff. I remember them, man. It was a, mm. a complete mudslinging contest. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It, it was crazy. You know, like I said, yeah, the, the CNC calls. I would never do it again, but the CNC calls were made on the same platform that my calls are made today. I got one jig. That that is it, and it's off my original call. And you know, most of the rumors were 
that I copied Billy Starks and an Echo. And when I made my first call, I heard of Billy Starks, but I'd never blown one of his calls and, and didn't have one, didn't own one. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. Guys grab onto something um, and they just run with it. And, well, um, the people that say that type of stuff who have never made a call don't know their ass from their elbow. Because <laughs> and they've never blown one of my calls. The guys that are saying that don't own one of my calls. <laughs> and when they say my call is is is, is copied after a, a after a Starks, my call sounds nothing like a Starks. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and that's you know when you try to come up and you start tinkering around with calls and you bust out a flat jig and you figure out how to do it. Dude, every single call maker had to at one point blow somebody else's call. And be like, I like this call, but I don't like That's, this. Yep. And they blow other That's different right. calls. And they're like, what the hell makes this thing work? You know, you yep. have to evaluate. That's like saying, I'm going to build a car and not look at every other car that's ever been made and find out what I liked about them and didn't like about sure. them. Sure. You sure. Know, uh, you know, Echo and, and the old uh, Daisy Cutter were my, my two favorite at the time. But to be honest with you, when I made my first gut call, I didn't even make it off a of flat jig. Like, I had no jig. I didn't know what a jig was. How did you cut like, that I, and keep it level? Because that... There, there, there was a guy, there was a friend of mine that, that uh, he was an airplane guy. He, he liked restoring old airplanes and, and all that. And he, he called me one day and he said, hey, you want to go look at an old airplane with me? I'm going to think about restoring it. Well, yeah, let's go. So we go. And we're, we're at this old hangar. And we're looking around, and, and we're looking at this old plane, and I see a lathe over in the corner. I'm like, hmm, this guy has a lathe. And I asked the guy, I was like, you know how to you know, run this lathe? What do you use this lathe for? He's like, oh, I make some parts for the airplanes for it. And I said, well, I'd like to make a duck call, and I don't know anything about a lathe. Would you help me? And he said, yeah, I'll help you, but I don't know anything about a duck call. And I said, well, I... I know how to make a you know duck call sound good, so we can we can uh, make it work. So he showed me how to, to run a lathe, and we turned a barrel, turned an insert. Barrel's not hard, obviously. Right. Um, and we turned a, turned an insert, and he had a bandsaw there, and he showed me how to run a bandsaw, and I cut it, and I, I brought it back to my my shop, and I started sanding and working on it, and that is literally my first duck call. And I mean, I didn't even know what a jig was at the time. And <laughs> You're like, if I, I only show, had this, <laughs> I can show you this duck call, and, and you would laugh. It is horrendous. I think you posted a picture um, of it on Instagram a couple years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I didn't post it for a while, but I, I finally posted. But right now, it's got painter's tape yeah. on the insert because I didn't know anything about wood, you know, shrinking and. And all that, and so it's got it's got painter's tape on the on the insert, just so it'll, it'll work. But that is literally the insert that I uh, sent off uh, to have my jig made off of, and that's the only jig I use. That is insane because I can tell you, I am five years into it and still do not have a jig made. <laughs> <laughs> you and Waylon, you and Waylon, bro. I am a flat jigging sob. I can tell you that much. <sighs> 
Man, that's, that's, that's remarkable that y'all can do that. I, I couldn't do that every time. Uh, well, I could not do it. There's definitely some clunkers that came out along the way, that's for sure. <laughs> I got some of those, too. <laughs> for sure. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it started. And that's the, uh, the original jig and the only jig, and, and it's sitting in my, uh, my cabinet right now. So, uh, with- but, but, yeah, but everybody said I, co- I copied a, an Echo or, or a Starks or whatever they said. Yeah. Well, you definitely can't combine copy something. <laughs> Anybody who knows tone boys know that that's not possible. No, it's, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. Well, and it's such a... You could even... You know how it is. You throw a call on the jig. You have the same two calls, you know, two calls off the same jig that don't come out exactly the same. Like, no. It, Dude, every time I turn an insert and put it in the jig, it's different. Every time. Every time. When it comes out, I still, I still have to work probably 30 minutes, you know, on, on that insert to make it sound like I wanted to. And that's just part of the appeal, you know. I uh, Sure. I've said it with, people are like, hey, let me, uh, let me hear one of your calls. And I'm like, all right, you can hear this one, you know, and I'll send them a video. And I'm like, you know, the one that I cut you is probably going to run different. Like, it, you yep. try to get them as consistent as possible, but... I tune them by ear, you know, it's not, I don't tune yep. them, it's not a map, once you get a jig, it's not a, a you know, a how to get somewhere point A to point B, it's just giving you the guidelines, and it's tuned by it ear. It's a starting point. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's work every time, every time, every time you put one of that jig, it's, it's, it's never the same. Yeah. Well, man, I hope that this thing, you know, it, it explains to people that don't know, and uh, I hope that it kind of answers some questions, and ultimately, man, I really hope it just buries the hatchet. And uh, that's, uh, that's what I hope. That's what I hope. I've tried to bury that hatchet for so many years, and I hope this finally does it, for sure. Yeah, man, it's, you know, you're, you're not going to make everybody happy, and that's never going to be a thing. But it's, you know, you just try to be honest. And I feel that you're a very, very honest guy. And you've been 100% up front with everything. And uh, that's all you can do, man, is you just put the ball in the air and see if it's received or if somebody drops it. Yeah, if they drop it, it's on them, not me, right? Exactly. That's, uh, you know, about all you can do, brother. That's it. Chris, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, it's been a great one. I am glad that we got it done, and we'll get into some uh, some call making stuff whenever you get some more free time. But I just I really wanted us to hit that DCE stuff because I know sure. that you've lived uh, for five or six years now around rumors, and I just wanted you to be able to tell your side of the story and what the heck happened from you know what the heck happened from your point of view and how you saw it. Man, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, I look forward to doing it again. Uh, we can get into some more stuff on, on my calls Absolutely. and not on the DCE stuff. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, buddy, and I uh, I hope you have a good Friday. Get out in the shop or go hang out with the kiddos and do all the fun stuff, man. Yeah, you got you to you send me a text about what you want. I got to make your call. Well, if, uh, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, you should have an idea, but I, I leave yeah. it up to Same you. Same thing as me. Uh, same thing as make. Oh, hedge. Yeah, you like hedge, right? No, yeah, funny guy. 
Blackwood and Buckeye Burl is my uh, is my jam, but I leave it open to you, brother, and you'll have to let me know what the heck you want so I can track it down. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, and I hope you have a good night, man. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. Take care, buddy. All right, guys, Scott Rowe. We've been waiting on that one for a while and, uh, you know, really trying to put it together in a very, very well thought out way and, um, you know, just try to present what happened with the uh, the DCE Call Nuts rift. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for the guys that run both groups, man. It's a, a very, very challenging thing. And uh, I know there's so much time and effort put into it. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it and really, really, uh, you know, have a new appreciation for the guys that run it. I'm going to have to get Steve on here at some point, man. I uh, I know he's a super busy guy, too, but I definitely want to talk to him a little bit about what's going on with Call Nuts. And uh, I hope you guys like it, share it, enjoy it, do that good stuff. Check us out on social media, BTBN. See ya.